Previously on Strangers Rolling Dice. Our intrepid heroes faced down a flail snail that seemed enraged by their presence in the ruins. They barely made it out of that encounter alive, two of the companions being knocked unconscious during the brawl. Before they were able to slay the creature, it retreated into a doorway and then into its own luminescent shell though not before losing four of five of its mace-tipped tendrils. In the aftermath, they reconnected with Dap, the giant frog, and the hermit crab they bested previously, then hunkered down in Tree's party zone once more to escape the choking gases. As they rested, and as rested as they're going to get, they discussed their options. They retrieved Crow's shield, and they set out to explore the remnants of the chamber from whence the great snail came. Here, in the murky pools framed in by columns, Bart investigated a heap of rubbish in the southeastern corner, only to find it swarming with a host of giant rats, and once again for the... I don't know how many times in a row, but it feels like a lot. At the beginning of the session, everybody roll me initiative. Hmm. Go ahead and shout it out when you get it. All right, Bart has a 10. Karzalek has a nine. Karzalek, nine. Trees with a 13. 13 for the tree master. Tree master. Uh, Crow has a 14. 14. Feeling speedy. Doki doki. Let me just check one thing here. Okay. All right. As these giant rats swarm out of the rubbish heap. Several of them lunge at our familiar goblin druid, Bart Fudd. Let's see what happens. Uh, uh, (laughs) And your armor class is a solid 16, that's correct? Yes. They grab onto your garments, a couple of them, and sort of like hang from your clothes but do not seem to damage you. Oh god, wretch! And Bart's going to be stumbling back against this pillar. Okie dokie. Next in the order, round one, Crow. Alright, so how big are these rats? Um, They range in sizes from a hamburger to a, <laughs> I would say like a corgi. <laughs> Two, two edible things. All right, that's good. To know. <laughs> yes, that's how I would categorize those things. <laughs> um, okay. I think first, uh, Crow will shriek. Um, I'm going to extend my personal absolute phobia of rats to my character. Valid. Valid. And uh, she will just try to grab them off of Bart and fling them away. Okay. Um, uh, and this is like a giant swarm of hundreds of them it seems say? like there's more than you can count in this instant that yeah. uh that is but i would say more than a dozen are making their way out and the rubbish heap yeah. is still shifting 
It's like opening up a fire hydrant and rats just spray out. <laughs> it's exactly like everybody. that. Have you seen that video of that person that walks over the fire hydrant and they get rocketed up in the air and they fall? <laughs> yeah. It's like that, but with rats. <laughs> Lovely. Lovely. This is so awful. Okay. Um, yeah, I'll just try to uh, free Bart from his rat coat. His coat of many okay. rats. So are you trying to grapple this... I, I think I'm trying to grab them and pull them off of him. Like, I don't want to try to okay. stab, you know, stab Bart. Okay. So sure. <laughs> Appreciate it. Like okay. That. Well, then go ahead and make me a uh, strength, athletics, or acrobatics check here. All right. Um, just whichever one I want. They're, they are the same mm -hmm. for me. There you go. Uh, we'll use her brute strength. A 16. Okay, you are able to definitely grab onto a few and you pull and their jaws unlatch from uh, Bart's clothing and you, you huck a couple against the wall. Um, they don't seem to be particularly hurt by this, but you do successfully remove the rats from Bart. Cool. And um, I don't think we have on the map necessarily it drawn anywhere, but we did have the ice path that she was mm. making. Let's um, go ahead and put that down really quick. You, it was across the center of the room, pretty much, yeah, right? Yeah, and, and basically two five-foot cubes can be active at any given time. So I'm, I think pretty I much see. it's just where Bart and I are standing currently. I see. I will um, then draw a little thing for you there. Just, it might matter. You never know. Yeah, it, it very well may. I, I had forgotten that you were standing on it. I remembered you doing it, but I'd, I'd forgotten that you were standing on it. And the so uh, water is like waist deep for me, I think. Yeah, pretty okay. deep for Bart. Right. Okay. Um, I guess I have a move and a bonus left. Uh -huh. Should I need it? Um, I think I'm just gonna yell back towards my allies. And that's really it. I don't think I want to jump <laughs> off the ice into the water because that's even scarier. And the, these columns next to us are going up to the ceiling, right? Yes, they connect okay. from uh, below the surface of the water, presumably to the floor, all the way up to the ceiling, which in this room is 40 feet high. Cool, cool. All right, yeah, I think that's all I'm doing is shrieking and trying to free Bart from <laughs> okay. rats. Okay, you huck a couple of rats against the wall, and then it is trees turn. Standing okay. at the back of the chamber here. Yeah, I'm like up above the stairs, like still looking down the. Because I was expecting that the snail flail, the flail snail to come back. So I mm. hear crows scream, and I look over and I see just like a swarm of rats starting to in cover up Bart. It sounds like. Yeah, yeah, they're they're gnashing at Bart, and a couple have been okay. thrown now. Um, do I get the sense that I would be able to shoot them with my bow without uh -huh. hurting him? Yeah, I mean they don't—they're not occupying his square right now. Okay. They're occupying a a four by four area adjacent mm -hmm. to Bart. You could definitely shoot into that mass. Yeah. Do you think that? Uh, do I get the sense that I would be able to hit them more than I could uh, make them feel bad about themselves? Uh, why don't you make me a nature check? All right, it would be my pleasure. Do that. That's a twelve. Nature is minus one. That's an 11. I mean, nothing stands out to them, to, to you about them, other than 
their their beastly nature. It doesn't seem like they're magical or or intelligent in any way at this moment. Um, okay. Um, terrifying, creepy little things. I will step. Like setting down my boat, not like taking it out of my hands, but I will just uh, hiss into this large chamber. I'll be like, uh, "Drown thyself, foul vermin!" and uh, <laughs> cast vicious mockery um, okay. with my action. That's a wisdom saving throw, DC Got it. 15. Okie dokie, wisdom saving throw coming up. Oh, lost the die already, but nope, it landed solid, and that is a fail. Sweet. So they take 2d4 psychic damage. That's three okay. whole points of psychic damage. Got it. And But also they have disadvantage on their next attack roll. Very tasty. Okay. Um, and uh, as I say that, I will uh, hiss to Bart. I'll be like, ah, take care of these things, please. They're a little gross. You got this. <laughs> and okay. uh, I give... Uh, actually, wait. I meant to give that to um, Cars. Karzalek. Yeah, okay. I meant to give that to Kars, not Bart. Sorry, Great. Bart. Got it, no, got guys. it. <laughs> no, you got this too, though. Everybody's got this, but mechanically speaking, Karzalek has got this. Exactly. <laughs> Kars has it. Okay. Uh, Excellent. Yeah, that's my turn. Alrighty, then next in the order, Bart. Okay. Um, hmm. And you hear their chittering noises in a way that no one else does. Yeah. I'm so going to get think... out in front of it this time. And they're just so, uh, screaming at you. <laughs> mine, 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 mine. That one's mine. Um, uh, Bart will attempt a, a quick little deception, I guess. And be like, you stop, stop. Don't you know? Goblins are poisonous rats. Okay, roll a deception check. Okay, okay. <laughs> Let's see. Goblins and, and humans, right? <laughs> humans too. No, just right, goblins. Right. He didn't say humans. It's just, no. just goblins. So the all jump on to crow. <laughs> uh, not the best roll of my life with a 14. Yeah, um, you know, it doesn't seem like in the in the split second here, like it's affecting their movement or anything as they're swarming out of the rubbish heap. Okay. Um... Well, so you're like up to your chest in this gross. No, sorry, you're standing on ice. I'm, I'm sorry, standing you're on standing ice. on ice. God, what did you do? You do. What's the trash pile made of? What's in the trash pile? Ahead of it's me? all sorts of stuff. It looks like knickknacks that were in here, uh, mixed with masonry, mixed with uh bits of the wall that have fallen off the stucco uh smashed shards of pottery organic matter and a, a fair amount of this bioluminescent slime that sort of coats the room uh is obviously at this point the snail's trail mm, right 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 oh i think uh, this water would probably be difficult terrain for me, right? Because I'm such small, small uh -huh. champion. It very, very much would be. Um, Bart is probably going to try to disengage. Is what Bart will okay. do. Okay. Run away, screaming as rats are clinging to his. 
be like, get, get off, get off, please, get off, poisonous. And, okay. Uh, I think I can move there, and that's about it. That sounds about right. You move a few squares away and hop off the ice, splish, splash, splish, splash. Mm-hmm. Okie dokie. End of your turn? Yep. Next in the order, end of round one, Karzalek. Karzalek, not fully seeing what's going on, the pillar is somewhat obstructing his view of what Bart and Kor are experiencing, but understanding quickly that there's some rats over there, he's kind of... I think he's kind of downplaying it in his head just as he let's see so this is this would be difficult terrain for cars as well being yep, uh everybody okay. off the ice there i'm counting out as difficult terrain cool so as bart kind of like makes his way over to him cars is gonna just meet him in the middle just uh taking this 10 feet here and just oh come on bart how, how bad could it be i'm sure you've seen bigger rats in the back alleys of schloss Gletcher. You just kind of like, yeah, brushing it off. Um, just, and that's pretty much his turn. Okay. He's just kind of coming to see what's up. Like, it's not even a big deal for him. Got it. Well then, round two. It's the rat's turn. Boy. What do you think they're going to do, Zach? Um, <laughs> they didn't buy his deceptions. I think they're going to be incredibly insulted that he tried to deceive them. And they're mm -hmm. going to tunnel directly at Bart. They're going That's to write a nasty letter to Bart and then leave it at his house later because they're mm -hmm. afraid of confrontation. Mm -hmm. um, yes. <laughs> That's perfect. <laughs> what they're really going to do is they're going to oh, move yeah. onto your square, subsuming oh, you within the swarm. Uh -oh. uh, and now, Karzalek, you're able to see as dozens of rats begin to climb Crow. Oh, no, thank you. And oh, no. <laughs> they're going to make an attack against you here with disadvantage with disadvantage and they wouldn't have even needed the disadvantage because they rolled a seven on the die Yay. and so just nipping at you from all over you thank your lucky stars that you bought that nicer armor in the past and that is their turn as we see crow shaking off rats left and right as they climb her form next in the order round two crow uh, okay, this is uh, interesting. I am going to I'm gonna try to cast a spell. I imagine it's difficult with rats swarming me. Um, There's our little rat friends. Yeah, um, I'm going to use um, some of my sorcery points to make it not have verbal or somatic components. Okay. So all I have to do is say the words. Which I think okay. I probably can do, hopefully. I think you can do that. Yeah, and then I will cast uh, Armor O Agathis. Gotcha. And let's see. I will go ahead and I'll just cast it. It's normal level one. Okay. I think we see like this ice coming up from your feet uh, on the block that you stand. It sort of starts to coat your body like we've seen before. Um, and the there's a little bit of fog coming off you as uh as the contrast and temperature in this room with all the water yeah i think once i've done that i am going to step off of the ice and just kind of walk towards cars and bart uh absolutely just sobbing and not at all happy with with my life choices at the moment okay <laughs> so you're yeah. gonna step off the ice moving out of their square and then any farther or um well i i, I figured they would come they would still be on me right like they're the, the they're swarm. on you yes just mechanically speaking they don't get to move with you on uh, okay turn. gotcha 
Oh yeah, if, if I can kind of escape away from them, I definitely will do that. Okay, um, show me where you'd from, like from to the move them. them. And it's uh, difficult terrain, so... It is difficult terrain. Yeah, I'm gonna just run, okay. or move as fast as I can. Okay. To put some as other people you, As us. you travel up towards your companions, you are gonna take an attack of opportunity yeah. here. Sounds good. And that is still not a hit as they sure. gnash at you guys. You guys got good armor uh, and they're rolling not that great. That was probably the best roll they've had. Still not enough. Okay. Okay. Next in the order is trees. Oi, why don't you go back to your trash heap? <laughs> Vicious mockery. <laughs> okay. Wisdom saving throw DC 15. DC 15, yep. Nat 20. They succeed. Ah, drat. Um, I <laughs> step forward, uh, gingerly put a toe into the water, and then pull it back and just stay on the stairs, uh, <laughs> holding my bow up. Okay. <laughs> just on the uh, north side of this room. Uh, here. On, a, on a save, nothing happens, correct? Yeah, no, it's a cantrip, so. Okay. Save gotcha. suck. Very cool. End of your turn? Uh, that'll be. Yeah, that'll be okay. Keeping it rolling, Bartfud. Geek off, geek off, geek off. Bart will continue to, to kind of swim, bob, hop through the water, maybe dive down, try to get the rats to jump off of him. Okay, we'll... yeah, you, you're able to get most of the rats off of you, and there's scattered rats swimming around in the water now, a little doggy paddling in every direction. And then Bart will surface from the water and uh, let out his breath, which will be a bunch of small little. Uh, fleas that'll fly out and I'll cast infestation and throw Bold of you to think that these rats don't already have fleas, but go well, ahead. Well, these are some very, these are like fleas with a mission, okay? These, these are fleas with a mission. <laughs> That's okay. your normal mission, fleas. Go ahead. Yes, uh, so con save 15. Con save 15. Ooh, that's a fail. Okay, what happens here? All right, they take 1d6 poison damage. I'm poisoning these rats. Rat poison, I told you I was Rat poisoned. poison. <laughs> Four okay. points of poison damage. Let's go. Four points. Poisson damage. And then they move five feet in a random direction, Ben. So go ahead and roll. Okay, I will roll for that. I'm going to assign it on my end here. And, uh, oh, not great for you guys. They move in a random direction straight towards <laughs> everybody. Goody, goody. Uh, okay. And fleas cover their bodies. Um, alrighty. Next up, taking us to the end of round two. We're moving quick. Karzalek Groza, you are five feet away now from this swimming, climbing, crawling over each other mass of rats. Very groovy. Um, so to confirm real quick, this uh, big this big old bowl here in the middle, mm -hmm. uh, that's, that's, that's dry, normal terrain, yeah? Yeah, you could definitely okay. clamber up on top of it. It's this—it's a huge yeah. metal brazier, basically. All right. Well, Cars is just with with a good old nasty little baselines. He's gonna make his way over. He's kind of like prop himself up in this brazier and just start taking swings at this mass. Just like try to like okay. see if he just like if he can knock off a few. Maybe they'll split up. Maybe he can just kind of like break mm -hmm. up the pile here. But yeah, so he's gonna take a couple okay. swings. Let's see. First one. Let's see. That is a 16. So I have to turn on my advantage toggle, but that's a 16 uh, is a hit. All right. For 12 slashing. 12 slashing. Okie dokie. 
You're see. chipping away. You, you. I think it, let's uh, imagine in flavor here. It's not just a single swing of the sword. It's like yeah, smash, stab, poke, rake. You're just like you know killing. Yeah, killing no like them. actual no real target. He's kind of just like if this is where the mass that they're at, he's just gonna start swinging at it. And okay, he hits. He hits. Um, yeah. And one more off the extra attack. Bada bing, bada boom. That is a dirty twenty-four. Or another That's also 12. a hit. Another twelve. Okay, uh, yeah, yeah. you, you, everybody in this room sees Karzalek just skewering these rats into a horrible kebab, and there's a lot less than there were moments ago. <laughs> Come on, y'all, we just have to show them that, would you remind them how big we are compared to them, as he just keeps, like, <laughs> swinging away. Okay. I'm not Alrighty. that much bigger, Karzalek. <laughs> 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 Next oh, in the order, round three, are the rats. And they are going up objectively here against the worst possible person they could be going up against. <laughs> nice. The plate armor wearing dwarf warrior. But they are not intelligent creatures, and they are just going to shriek and climb onto your square, swarming over the uh, decrepit brazier here and make an attack against cars. Ooh, that is, what's your AC again? 21? Yeah. That is an exact hit. Whee! Okay. You're pissed. Okay. So you are going to take, let me check my math here. You're going to take three piercing damage as one, I think, gets through a chink in your armor and it's two big yellow fangs just go crunch into your body. Now, I need you to make me a constitution saving throw. Oh, that's a nine. You have inspiration oh. still. Oh, yes. D8. Okay. D8. I'm going to, yeah, thank you. I'm going to blast that bardic inspiration. I'm going to tell you before you roll, oh, before you okay. roll. Yes. Only a one is going to make you fail this. Oh. <laughs> okay, okay. All right, That's here, let's do it. Okay. It. Let's go, Easy. Jesse. <laughs> oh, that's a three. Okay. okay, your dwarvish fortitude staves off whatever horrible disease that was going to be. I was about to jump up. He's going to get, like, like yeah, cholera or you're, something. <laughs> you're fine. You're totally fine. Three points of biting. That's not Ow. a big deal. Last. <laughs> okay, end of their turn. Crow, you're up. I'm going to, um, sorry, to continue to shriek as I move away. And I'll turn and just like, turn and look for the scariest rat and try to like, you know. There's one that's wearing to... a little a little hat. There you go. It looks like he's the one. boss rat. The boss rat. <laughs> and try to make myself look at them and uh, cast, I guess, firebolts on the rat okay. in the hat. Okay. Ooh. Let's see if this works. Maybe episode name? The rat in the hat? Rat. Of course it's a boss rat. <laughs> Ridiculous. Uh, hold on one sec. Uh, 19. That'll hit. And it is seven fire damage. And this poor little rat with an inexplicable non-canonical hat is just <laughs> incinerated. Yes. And the remaining rats... <laughs> scatter and submerge and go and hide in little nooks and crannies in the, the crumbling masonry in the room until eventually 
all is quiet. What do you do? Mental note, always kill the one that's wearing the hat. (laughs) (laughs) I stand and listen to see if there's any other creatures that are coming here. Go ahead and make me a perception check. Okay, that's a uh, that's a good old like six minus six plus one, I think. Okay. Oh wait, no, that's a nine. That's a ten. Okay. Careful what you wish for. Well, you um, you don't really seem to hear anything other than the sloshing water and the noises of your companions. Comforting. Clambering out of the brazier. Oh, sorry. No, yeah, that was it. Go ahead. Oh yeah. Clambering out of the brazier, cars just kind of like shaking off the last like, little screen rats and just thanks for that crow. Sometimes you just gotta find the right one to make them all depart like that. And he's just kind of brushing mm-hmm. himself off. <laughs> okay. Uh, Bart will kind of pull himself uh, onto the brazier and use it as a anchor and just pull himself through the water. You're all gone then? I think. Looks like. Well, maybe I'll take a quick closer look at that that heap of rubbish. Okay. Anybody anybody else see anything in here? And then Bart is going to make his way over there and gander at the Go ahead and make me an investigation check on ye old rubbish heap. I am an investigator. I got a 13. 13. Okay, give me one second just to scroll on up here. There's so Trees many is posting up back in the uh, hallway again, just bow ready, looking out, making sure nothing's creeping got through it. the halls as uh, everyone's checking out the trash pile. <laughs> okay, you find a couple of things. One, you, you see that... Uh, from this angle, you can, as you as you make your way up and there's no threat, you, you see a little bit farther into the room to the south of you, um, revealing that there's a, what looks like another, like, kind of a well, um, a, a ring of stones with some depth to it, and a there's no door on the chamber, it's just open. Um, up a few stairs, back towards the direction you guys originally came with the statue and the secret door and everything so you find that and as well within the heap as you're digging around you find an amulet of some sort and it's got um it's it's made of a strange material and i don't know how to pronounce this um it is I'll post it in in Discord here, and maybe someone can can help me. I haven't Googled the pronunciation, but it is like chrysoprase. Um, it it looks kind of um, jade like, um, though like very, I don't know. It's kind of strange looking, uh, like this weird looking jade, uh, set into a bronze amulet, uh. It does not seem to radiate any magic, but there is an inscription on the back face, uh, the bronze side, in that language that none of you speak. 
Mm. How large is it? Um, you know, not supernaturally large. It's it's like a you know fist size amulet. Sell it for money. Yeah, Bart will like polish it a little bit on his vest. Kind of scratch at the writing on the back a little bit, scratch his head, and then just slip it into his vest pocket. Okay, let me show you guys also the language and what it looks like here. There is a handout actually. Um, you guys see those that that type of script there? Yep. It's like freaking Daedric from Elder Scrolls. It's like a Daedric <laughs> mixed with Hebrew kind of thing. I would yeah. say, you know, that's interesting. Yeah, I mean, um, we could. Uh, hear me out here. If we took the amulet back to uh, the room where we first encountered that language, where we did successfully comprehend some of it, mm. maybe there's a possibility we could try to look for letters that we remember mm. what they are in our yeah. language kind of thing. It's possible. Yeah. Uh, I think maybe. Will... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Barb will just uh, motion towards the stairway and be like, there's, there's a room as well. And he's going to start swimming that direction slowly. Okay. You you make it on over there. And you quickly see that there's another room as well that you can look into. Um, go ahead and move your token on up. And this other chamber has that same stone circular depression uh, with a, a raised ring around it. But this one has some water in it as well. And you can see that there's a a bunch of uh bullfrogs in the pool croaking quietly um as you approach and then they stop hmm. cars is going to follow up behind bart crow will also join them who was the yes. person that actually comprehended the languages last time also? Uh, that was me, I believe. Using It was uh, through a, a scroll. scroll. Yeah, right, it was okay. through a scroll. But, I mean, with that thought in mind that you had, Zach, I think, Bart, when you get close, Bart will be like, oh, scroll, make any sense of this? And or pull the amulet out and toss it to you. Okay. Why don't you make me crow an arcana check as you look at them? Okay. Let's see. That is a 17. Okay. Um, the the characters don't make a heck of a lot of sense to you. You you don't really recognize any numbers or anything. Um, you recognize a couple of letters, but they're not in the same order as the other writing. So it's hard to really tell exactly what they mean. And while under the effects of that language spell, you, you know... It, it, it kind of melds it to a language that you understand and translates it for you. Um, but you're able to make out one interesting detail. Um, the the writing um, and the pattern on the back of this bronze face looks kind of like a snail. It's like the writing is kind of curved into a snail's shell. You should give it to the snail. Make a friend. Make a spiral shape. Yeah, I'll, I'll point this out and say, I certainly can't read it, but this looks like a snail to me. What do you think? And I'll toss it back. Could be. 
maybe it's worth taking back to that creature and seeing if it, I didn't take a very good look at the shell. Maybe there's some markings or something. Either way, I'm going to go talk to these toads. <laughs> totally normal <laughs> thing to say. Say hello for me. That's such a druid line. <laughs> I'm go talk to these anyway, I'm going to go talk to these toads. Uh, Bye, I'm back. Yeah. <laughs> See you later, lame-o. <laughs> well, what, what, what do you say to these toads, Jay? Mm, greeting, oh most mo moist and magnificent toads. <laughs> um, what is this place and why are you all just in this small pool rather than in all the water that is out here uh, one sort of flops to the edge and looks at you with puzzled eyes you know sort of rotates its head a little bit at you from one side to the other and you hear in a very high voice Rip it. Rip. Ah. Who are you? I I am Bart Fudd, and I'll do a little bow. Druid of uh, the Uptop Lands. They look at you in a way that you understand by their their body language that they are puzzled by this. Um, we live here in this pool. Is big enough. Also, and they sort of look up at the ceiling, coated in this, uh, mostly outside of this small chamber, kind of more in the hallway. They look up at the ceiling where there's that trail, the snail trail, and they say, big snail. Do you not get along with the big snail? We live here. Yes, I, I see. Well, if you had any advice for somebody who did not live here in this tiny pool of water, I would be most uh, obliged to hear it before I uh, continue my adventures with my my friends back there. You can see them. That's that's one of them over there. That's trees. Let me think here. Um, what Say advice hi, does? Ah, hello, hi, snails. Oh, okay. <laughs> that works. Both of you can say hi. <laughs> uh, they they don't necessarily uh, seem to understand the concept of advice to give. Um, they they ask you how you get in. I do a tumbling motions with my hand. Kerplop. And then uh, one of them says, big rumble. And then the, another one says, big rumble, big rumble, big, big rumble. Yes, that was us falling, falling, falling. Oh, I, well, I'm, lo I'm looking for my daughter, like me, down here. They look at you puzzled. And go, ribbit, ribbit. We do not know. I appreciate your help, little, little creatures. And I'll give them some little crickets from my bugsies, my bugsy pouch. And they go, snap, and they grab it with their, their tongues. And they look very happy that you're feeding them. 
I'll turn around and walk out and be like, I like these toads. I think when toads are small, they are better. <laughs> I guess only big ones with big appetites get a little mean. One we should go check out that thing, maybe. But these toads appear to just be living in a secluded area. No reason to disturb them, as far as I can tell. But why is that well dry? Let's go investigate it. Who's the name? We'll make an investigation check as well, but Bart will also okay. turn to cars and, like, and be like, maybe you should get it like the last time that activated <laughs> that thing, right? I'll transform into a gorilla and catch you. <laughs> Audio difficulties. And as the other room, uh, I'm going to say because the, the floor is slightly slanted here and that the water pool is just like caked lime. And apart from that, that's it. I like my home and I definitely did not like that large snail either. So maybe yeah. we have a few things in common. But that also leaves us with one more way out of here and that's across that pond. Yes, Bart is going to kind of absentmindedly like pour a little bit of water from his water skin into this thing just to see uh, how the line. No, no magic activates. No natural chemical reaction happens. You just you see that the lime at the bottom, you know, is yeah. is that it is lime. Um, you know, maybe this would be a place if you wanted to harvest some lime without having to be exposed to a chamber filled with it. You could do that, but that's really all you could think of. Yeah. Bart will exit then. Cars will follow suit. Okay. Talk to me, you guys. Where? What's what's going on now? You're in this big room filled with snail trails. There's uh, a brazier, a couple of urns that don't seem to have anything in them. Uh, you search through the debris. You search through a, a well full with frogs. You search through a, a well that was empty with caked lime in it. What else? Ooh. I think Trees has been ritually casting Trees Party Zone while these conversations and inspections have been happening, just because, like, the air is gross, and any time yeah. we're dilly-dallying, I'd prefer not to be breathing poison and, like, okay. coughing it up, because I want to be in the chill zone. But I think I'm also, like, wandering around uh, casting. I think I'm also, like, looking back into this room we just uh, traversed and, like, wondering, like, is this, like, some sort of, like, ritual room? Is this, like... Uh, I don't know. I'm just the, like the watery chamber itself with all the column yeah, with the brazier. Yeah, it really in the looks like, like some sort of yeah. ritual or sacrifice set up. Like what's like it definitely looks like it was some sort of ceremonial chamber, but mm -hmm. it's really hard to tell what that ceremony once was. Um, there's no latent magic in the room other than a little bit radiating from the snail trails. Okay. Yeah, that's it for me. Okay. Cars, I think cars having experienced if if he has a solid, you know, sense of orientation and like a, you know, map in his mind, I think for him it's like okay, well, unfortunately that door across the pond is our like our last feasible like doorway to try out, so we should probably head there next. Makes sense Makes to me. Sense. Yeah, you yeah, think you great. could make the ice path across that water as well grow um i don't see why not well then let's go look at the snail and the amulet and try to make our way across that 
very bright pond. I'm seeing this amulet makes me wonder maybe that snail is a little more intelligent than we thought. Or perhaps it was a very old snail that had some sort of purpose in a ritual or something and was revered. There are animals like that, plenty of them. You all roll me a history check to remember. History check. Any histories in chat? A six. And okay. a 12. I got a 12 too. I got a okay. six. <laughs> yeah. What the heck? You comb over your memories, and uh, I'm going to tell you behind the screen here what I'm doing there is I was setting a high DC for me to tell you a hint, basically, yeah, uh, from right. things, information that you already have. But that's the hint is that you already have this information. Hmm. Maybe Trace can tell you what it is. That hint, but Michael might. <laughs> yeah. You guys, we also do have that section of the tunnel with rubble that we could True. try to crawl Deep through rubble. potentially. Um, that was a long time ago that we did that. Back by Plet Plop Soul's chamber. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah, the west side, which is like the same orientation that in the uh, the last door in the water glowing water chamber mm -hmm. would kind of well, uh, allude to. It's kind of the same area. True. Yeah. So, that, uh, that, yeah. So maybe that's the direction we should go, but we could go from one side of it. Hmm. Well, what do you do? <laughs> Bart will start a lot of going on. I mean, I guess what's the, fa the fastest way actually is probably just go back through the secret passageway. So Bart will go back this way. Start. Let's yeah. go. Okay. Going yeah, to the secret files there. I will be trailing Bart as well. Bart, trees, okay. cars, crow. Sure. Okay. Sounds good. Oh, go ahead. Okay. All right. There you go. Let's go say hi to this you snail. Make your way through the secret passageway again. And you peek. Bart, you peek out and you see the bioluminescent snail shell rippling with what seems like cosmic magic is still in its shell. Not fully blocking the door, but pretty much blocking the door. Does it seem like this amulet somehow controls this snail in some way? Um, I don't think you have information that indicates that, but it does seem like there's some sort of relation between them. Maybe even just symbolic. Um, the, the amulet does not seem magical. Okay. I think it's an amulet of gain awesome snail mount and car square. <laughs> Wait, is this perhaps a like is this amulet of like a reigns a bit? Do you put the amulet in the snail mouth? It wouldn't be big enough. <laughs> it's 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 that definitely small enough to be worn by a humanoid. Snail swag. 100% snail swag. So you you peer out Bart, you see the snail shell. What do you guys do? Should we try to befriend it with it? Yes. Do it, Bart. Absolutely. Go for it. Give me the amulet. I think you still have it. Oh, okay. Well, then I will give, give it to me. You're holding it. Give me this amulet. <laughs> I, will start to, I, will, I will start to sneak up on the snail. Okay. And I will put as it you on move as up, I get closer. Okay. As you move up, 
One flail tendril begins slowly snaking its way out of the shell. And it wobbles back and forth in a slow, rhythmic fashion as you begin to get close. All right. You're standing about 20 feet away right now. If I put the amulet on, does anything happen? Do I does, like does do I notice anything at all? Um, okay, so if, you're holding the amulet out and you and you put the amulet on. Yeah. Okay. As you're about to put it around your neck, you hear again this speech coming from within the shell. And before it was accompanied by the clacking and vibrating of multiple flails against each other. This time it just bonks against its own shell a couple of times. Ka-doom, ka-doom. Uh, so it does this as I put it on, correct? Yeah, it, it does that as you're as you're holding it out. It, it begins doing that, and if you continue putting it on, it continues that as well. <sighs> I'll, I'll like hold it out in front of me and I mean this thing does not speak our language but man no, I only wish not. somebody had comprehend languages that would be great <laughs> that would be very useful but hey guess what count your lucky stars that you have trees party zone imagine doing this dungeon with comprehend languages but dealing with the poisonous gas all the time you know there's a yeah, trade off you guys have what you have and that's been working out relatively well so far but you don't have certain tools okay so you can't comprehend what it's saying. It's clearly saying something, and you also remember that your ability to understand animals doesn't seem to apply to this creature. Sure. It is obviously speaking a, a language. It's not like speaking And, and its mannerisms don't mean anything to you. It's, it's uh, you know, it is not like any creature you've ever encountered. In fact, I wonder if Bart wonders if he's ever encountered one of these before. Yeah, I think... Uh, Bart Bart would wonder that and I think Bart is going to try to hold Bart is going to take some of his farming experience because this thing still still does like look like an animal to Bart like it doesn't yeah. look like a humanoid so um, Bart is going to approach this snail like a very uh, pissed off and riled up horse gotcha okay gonna try as to you're doing that to communicate through like touching the thing rather than talking to okay it. as you're moving up towards it the and you're wondering if you've ever heard of this or seen something like this before you are you can make me a knowledge check here and what i would like you to roll is a nature or animal handling check i will definitely do animal handling because i'm much better at that uh, and that will be a total of a 16. okay you have never seen something like this before, but with all the things you've been exposed to down here, a couple of things begin to slot into place. You, you move towards its shell and you step on some of the freshest snail trail. And it is, you expect it to be gooey, but instead it sort of crunches under your feet like ice on like a thin layer on top of a puddle and it seems like it hardens 
into whatever is coating the surfaces in here. And you recall the tale of some farmers from a distant land that they told a story of following this slug creature around to collect the ichor that it leaves behind. And they were able to craft it into fine clothing, armor, weapons, and all sorts of other tools and implements out of this strange material. You're not sure exactly what uh, this, this ichor could be used for, but the farming knowledge pulls through here for you, and you recall that. Hmm. Are you going to like try to walk up and make contact with it, though? Yes, that is Bart's okay. intention at this point. As you do, go ahead and move your token up. Yep. yep. As you do, it quickly draws its tendril back inside its shell and then the shell goes dim and then boom emits a dazzling colored light and i need you to make me a wisdom saving throw shit okay 18 okay and you're able to this time knowing what it does shield your eyes and avert them and you're unaffected by its glamour Now it's back in its shell, a little bit dimmed with its lustrousness. And I'm going to roll over this check that you made and give you a little bit more information. The shell, now that you're up next to it, seems like it has the same properties as the trail. In fact, this shell, if it were to be somehow separated from the snail, could be worth an incredible amount of money to alchemists, enchanters, armor and weapon crafters. You think that the plating of this must have magical properties and who knows what internal organs it might have that could be used for something or body parts. Uh, it, it, you think back on knowing beast lore that sometimes an organ of a beast, be it the exterior carapace or something internal, can be used to impart the powers of that creature onto those who consume or wield it. Hmm. You're making a real strong argument to kill this thing, Ben. <laughs> I am telling you what uh, what you are able to learn, but yeah. <laughs> uh... Okay, I mean, Bart's intentions here are to try to get this thing to move a little bit and to calm down and to stop being a threat, possibly. So Bart, okay. still with, like, walking up, gingerly, hands raised, shielding his eyes, is going to sit down by the hole in the front of the snail mm -hmm. and, like, hold his hand out with a little bit of food in it and just kind of, like, sit there for a little bit. What kind of food is this? thinking yeah uh hmm. 
we'll try we'll try a couple of things <laughs> okay does it, so you uh, start trying various foods I'll, I'll start with with like i'll scrape a little i'll scrape a little bit of the lie off off the wall or something like that and keep that in my hand and like offer it to this thing even if it um, burns my fingies well so there's not lime on the walls here that would actually cause burns um but you can scrape some of the the wall off if you like it, it comes away pretty freely and then you hold out this chunk of of mineralized stuff but mm. it doesn't bring its its head out to eat i mean it you you could understand from its sort of uh posturing here that it just spent a you know it would be like a squid inking in your direction you know it, it's using its defense mechanism and it's completely hidden inside its shell right now trying to get it to come out for a little bit of morsel of food i don't know if that's gonna work right okay well um bart will turn his head back towards his allies and be like it, it seems to just be hiding doesn't want to move but nothing nothing seems to have happened with the with the amulet either, but I think getting a closer look at the shell, whatever this thing is, it's uh, most likely quite valuable. Magical properties, alchemical properties. Maybe, Crow, take a look, closer look at the trail this thing is leaving and see if you maybe have seen something like it before. It's like almost like crystallized. Uh, yeah, I think I'll uh, take Bart's suggestion and uh, okay. move up to where I can get a good look at the uh, okay the crystally stuff. I even like pick yeah. some up in my fingers and you know sure really think okay. about it. When you pick it up in your fingers, go ahead and move yourself up into the hallway there. Okay, how about there? Perfect. There's nail goo covering the entire hallway because that's the direction that it moved. Um. And go ahead, and as you're examining this, I'd like you to roll me a check. I'd, I'd like you to explain to me uh, on what, what sort of knowledge you're drawing upon, though, to inspect it. Is this you're inquiring about its magical properties, its natural alchemical properties, uh, a history so of, of any sort of thing you can remember about things like this? What, what are you doing? I think uh, from what Bart, Bart is asking me to do, it sounds like it's not normal snail stuff. Yeah. So I'm, okay. I'm thinking it's it's magical in some way. So okay. Arcana would do suss it. Suss out. Yeah, I think Arcana works for me. So, and of course, it's just a five. So, okay, uh, a five yeah. does uh, give you some information, though. Okay. Um, it's obviously magical and obviously yeah. worth something. It seems like it does not go inert when the snail leaves it behind uh it accumulates there's magic in the goo magic goo so like what consistency is the goo which you um, say viscous slime that seems like when it's exposed to time uh from the air facing side outward it begins to harden like a you know like a puddle frosting over okay well um Crow does have a flask of wine. She okay. will dump that out with a okay. sigh. 
and uh, <laughs> gather up and try to like you know rinse out the flask with some of the water sure. on the floor maybe. I'll and take then, some um, of that wine if 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 you just. It's, and it's, it's gone. It's in a, it's in a puddle. It's in a puddle right here, Trees. You can oh, no. sniff it on the ground and <laughs> contemplate it, but it's it's right floor next wine? to the gross. Mm crusty mucus stuff so i'm like no <laughs> you don't want some snot wine come on oh who doesn't snot want wine. some snaily snot wine anyway carry on what are you are you gonna put <laughs> I, it into I, the I, thing uh, uh, crow will fill up her flask with the snail okay. goo okay just you know to maybe show it to someone who knows more later go ahead and add a flask of snail goo to your inventory yep it is on there okay anyone else have anything they want to do in this room trees carzalet I don't think Cars wants to mess with that big boy anymore. Same. Reasonable. Reasonable. Okay. Yeah. So now what, y'all? Are we stepping into the room with the glowy pool? You could basically I... climb the shell and get over the thing. <laughs> Let's do I it. Think, yeah, Bart will do this. As like people okay. are kind of milling around looking at stuff, Bart wants to be like, time to get into the next room and we'll climb okay. over the snail. So you've been climbing over the snail and the shell stirs slightly and you hear a kind of grumble come from inside it, but it does not fully emerge. Well, I climb around able to make on way. the walls, not touching it because it's scary. <laughs> yeah. It almost ended my life. And Car's just okay. like straight up, like I think that what, the 200 pound weight, 150 pound weight he is, just like clunks his way over it. Probably thinks like a <laughs> on top of his shell. Uh, okay. Karzalek, as oh. you're clonking over it, um, yes. you notice something is, is weird with where your armor makes contact with the shell. Uh -oh. um, it scratches it. Not the shell, your armor. Oh, so this is some hard shit. It is insanely dense material, it seems like. Um, your yeah. knowledge of armor and weaponry and metals... Uh, and stone, uh, it piques your interest here. So if you'd like to roll a check about that, one hundred percent. Okay. Is that invest? What kind of? Uh, what kind of? Let's see. Um, cars. Let's say. Let's say. Uh, nature. A nature check. Okay. Yeah. Car, as car as it's scratching up the armor, cars is like shit. This is going to be hard to explain to the guys back at Wrinkle Bing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, that's an, and that's an eighteen. Okay. Interesting. An 18. Um, it seems like there's some sort of magical properties, obviously, to the shell, but it's not just in that they can emit light and have the sort of cosmic pattern underneath it that swirls. It's, it's clearly the hardness of this could make, if crafted into something, armor that far exceeds the metalsmithing available to dwarven kind whoa okay that's damn okay cars wants a piece of that um huh let's see and and so is it and is it fairly obvious to the party that the ichor that's been hardening is it's like it's of the same composition as this shell yeah it, it does seem like yeah i would i would i would roll over the checks and say yeah it seems like the the cosmic rays within the swirling ichor is the exact same uh as the shell you know you could assume that you know the snail has to make its own shell um so yeah. it's got to come from somewhere sweet cars is 
He's going to make a... Oh, well, if it's strong enough to scratch his armor, like, he's pretty... Well, okay, screw it. Can he try to, like, chip off a little bit of the shell? He has, like, a, he has yeah. like a hand axe. So, like... Okay, you you clonk into it? Yes. All right. Three steps back. Three steps back. <laughs> Crow is at the, the end of the, the hallway. And a, as it. you... As we see Karzalek... Like still climbing on top of it, or are you on the side of it? What I are you, imagine, what are you I imagine doing? he ended up on this side here, and yeah, turned around, on the, on the he side ended of up the on the other room. side of the cell, turned around and expected the shell, thinking like, "Damn, this is some hard shit." Yeah, um, yeah. Like I want to, like you know, like for him, it's just the idea of like, like he, not that he wants to like smash the shell, but if he could get a little yeah. bit to bring back to Shell Sculpture to show his uh little yeah, yeah, hands. yeah. So almost like uh like when you're trying to like uh make like an arrowhead or something you're trying to like uh chip off one section not trying to like cut it in half or something right, like a sliver um, of a shard a sliver of a shard okay and so you bring down your hatchet go ahead and make me an attack roll attack roll okay where's my hatch hand or hand axe yeah, here we go Boom, dun, dun. that's a that's a dirty 20 okay Ooh. you chunk you remove a shard and immediately a tendril snakes its way out of the shell <laughs> and whomps you for uh, five points of bludgeoning damage. I'm not <laughs> going to make y'all roll initiative because as soon as it finishes that, as a bonus action, it goes back inside the shell. Okay. Cars is like flat ass, like winded from that. <laughs> but that was worth it. I'm, I'm okay. And I'm okay. Uh, uh, he's trying to catch his breath. <laughs> okay. Just, just needed something to show the boys back home. You have a, I would say, um, like a dagger-sized shard of this shell. Okay. And and it doesn't and lose any of its... Um, I would say it weighs uh, almost nothing, you feel like. Okay. Uh, it, it's it's very light. Um but you you notice that the the magical swirling within the shell does not dissipate once it is removed from the snail's back. Ooh la la! Thank you. All right, cars is uh, this is gonna be fun to if he gets back home. This is gonna be fun to share. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Uh, now after getting sucker punched by the snail, he's good. He's um, yeah. Actually, <laughs> yeah. It, there's another thing, but we'll get to it later. Okay. I think at this point, Crow will try to catch up and uh, hopefully the snail is calm enough to let her climb over. Uh, you, it grumbles and goes and shifts a little bit as you climb, but it allows you to pass. OK, good. All right. So our party's in the glowing room again. And so, Ben, this thicket here in the northeastern yes. corner, that's where the door is located. Yeah. Yes, so there's a thicket. Sorry, that's a thicket of. Uh, it looks like the water gets even deeper there, and there's green fronds that sort of obscure okay. the wall. Um, to the due east is a double door submerged in water, I believe, with a sun sigil above the door. Got it. Um, okay. You think also if you stuck to the wall here. Uh, on the south side of the room, there's uh, a little bit of silty, sandy buildup, and you'd be able to maybe uh, not have to swim the entire way if your goal is to get to those doors. But as you enter this room, and you're all standing here, 
in your little beach party, uh, you hear from under the water a distant, eerie song. You've heard it now once before coming from this room. Strange melody. Trees, do you recognize that from anywhere? You know, that's a really good question. <clears throat> DM, does that, uh, uh, does that tune strike a no, chord with me? It doesn't. It does not, uh, strike a chord with you. It, it does haunt you a little bit, though. Mm. No, it's, uh, it, it definitely seems pretty creepy. Not, not, not a song that I'm very familiar with. Are we trying to stay in this room? It's uh, pretty uh, off-putting. I could try to open the door without us getting wet, and I cast Mage Hand and uh, send my spectral paw across the wall. Huh. Very interesting. Let me see. So you, you try to push the door open? Yeah, I'll give the door a shot. If there's like a knob or some sort of mechanism. Yeah, there there is uh, like a handle, and you can actually tell from here now on closer inspection without mm -hmm. crazy stuff going on. It seems like there is a keyhole as well. Uh, but as you pull on the handle, the door, I believe, just gives way, revealing beyond no it as outwards? you push the door outwards. Yes. Uh, and it swooshes through the water. You reveal that this glowing water continues some... Oh, it did the thing where it, it, uh, it hid instead of revealed. Is it doing it again? Hold on. So as you push these doors open, is that revealing for y'all? I can see uh, it. Yeah, can see down the you hallway. can see it? Oh, okay. It's, it's, it's a little bit darker. Um, that's, that's what was throwing me off. So yeah, it, it, it continues down this hallway, uh, two squares wide, you know, 10 feet wide and with tall ceilings, though the water is most of the way up the chamber. Uh, and it seems like it, turns to the left beyond that. As that happens, a creature swims from behind the veil of foliage. You can't quite make out its form, but the water ripples, and that song you hear again. I'm not gonna lie, I didn't think that would work. <laughs> uh, do, this place is still creepy though. Uh, do, what do you guys wanna do? Can you make the, the ice pathway across? Grow? Are we worried at all about what we see swimming down there? Adapt did say something was big, right? Cars is going to step up to the shoreline. Who goes there? Just, just okay. try to call it out, I man. I love it. And as you step up to the shoreline, this creature swims from behind the veil. Let me show you what you see as it pokes its head up 
from the radiant water. Swimming in the pool lit by luminous radiant crystals is what appears to be a woman, young and slim, with long golden hair and pale white skin. She herself radiates a soft silvery light, even through her shawl, white as the froth of the waves. She is still singing this strange melody in an unrecognizable tone and language. She finishes her song and treads water for a moment, looking straight into Karzalek's eyes as he says this. And she says to Karzalek, Okay. Cars has no idea what you're saying. Uh, <laughs> you feel drawn to her, Karzalek. Uh oh. There you go. She's it's, just it's, so beautiful and yeah. enchanting. Huh. Okay. So, so when you say drawn to her, so Cars just feels like this is this is not a threat. Like this is just. It's more intriguing than threatening feeling at this moment. She doesn't seem to be presenting any hostile actions to you. Uh, and you recall that the only interactions you've had with this creature so far was you heard their song, and it seems like your party scared her. Yeah. Um, and she splashed into the water when you first entered the chamber. Okay. Well, with sword still sheathed, he's going to take another step and get his, like, greaves wet on the shoreline here and just, are you, okay. are you friend or foe? Just kind of, like, trying to open it up with okay. some general conversation here. She swims closer to you until her body is more revealed to you, and her lower half is that of some sort of aquan creature, long, scaly tendrils making up the bottom of where her feet should be. Very and cute. she reaches out a hand to cup your cheek. Cars lets it happen. I, I Are think we all just okay. watching this? It yeah. seems like you're all just watching nice. this. I'm watching. Yeah, can yeah. I make some sort of insight check or something to be like, if, if that's a yeah. Good murder? Yeah, you can make an insight check. Standing here watching this because, like, on one hand, I think Trees is like interested as well and was thinking about trying to uh, play to the song, but yeah. at the same time, this is a scary okay. place. Go ahead and make that insight check. Okay. Ooh, I actually rolled well on an insight. Um, that's an 18 minus one is 17. Okay. You, um, this is like a combination insight and then it triggers a memory for you. Oh boy. You have heard many stories while traveling the spines of the mountains of Kasur. Trees, you, you really feel like you can recall stories similar to this creatures of infinite beauty, their melodies known throughout the world as able to enchant a creature who hears it. They're called many things, mermaids, sirens. Um, those things come to mind and you 
can't see any obvious hostility in this creature, but you remember hearing that many of the people that encounter these creatures lost more than one comrade in their encounter. Oh boy. Do you do anything or say anything as you remember oh, man. this? I don't this, know what it's, I would it's reaching do. out to a receptive Karzalek to uh, touch his face. Man. I man, are we trying to pop off, gang? <laughs> uh, do a little table talk here, but then yeah, I want to know what you do. We, yeah, do a little pause table I'm... talk for a sec. Because I could try to just like, we like, are we trying to like end this thing, or are we trying to run away? Because um, well, I could try to hold pursing her, or like blind her, or something. Cars, I think cars. He's a little as Ben said. I think I'm, I'm kind of playing into cars being like feeling very disarmed around this, you know, drop dead gorgeous tentacle footed, yeah, <laughs> uh, see, see she. And so I think he's like, I think he's like a little worried, but he's more so he, he thinks like, okay, maybe we can get some, maybe finally another sane thing here that we can maybe be able to communicate with. Yeah. So, mm. Okay. So I think that that's all the table talk I'm going to allow at this moment. Trees, final answer. Do you do anything right now? Uh, why not? Um, I'm going to cast hold person on, um, okay. on this, uh, Siren type, uh, okay, water creature. That's a that DC a... fifteen wisdom save. Wisdom save. Got it. Okay. And what does it look like as you or sound like as you cast this spell? Um, I think that like that that scene with cars was happening for a second, and she was singing mm -hmm. for a second. So I think I had set like my bow aside and pulled out my lute to try to play mm -hmm. with her. But then okay. I realized the songs and stuff and realized what was going on. So I turned the song into a whole person uh, okay. casting, basically. Yeah, you start um, to play your own variation yeah. on it that it casts. Exactly. Okay. And as you do Close this, you see the water shimmer across the pool with the same light that suffuses her being. And nothing seems to happen except that she reaches out grabs Karzalek's face with a tender hand and brings her lips to his as he remains motionless. And she locks lips with him in a, I would say, kind of racy kiss. And Karzalek, make yes. me a constitution saving throw. He's a dwarf. He's a dwarf. That's shit. That's a nine. <laughs> Good jinx God, yourself nine. there. <laughs> a nine. <laughs> Okie dokie. Let's see here. Um, well, hold on. No, oh. no, no, not one moment. You, you I, wait one moment. I have a marker Unless heroism. Think, uh, you want to give your marker heroism to Karzalek to re-roll this? I think before I, I tell you the result. So part of me hears, but part of me does, but part of me also wants to see what happens. So. Yes. <laughs> well, make your decision. Okay. Okay. I appreciate it. I was like, yeah. uh, that, that's the one thing you can't interrupt me with there is, you know, as an yeah. effect has not resolved yet. But yeah. what happens as this 
Lip lock begins. Wow. Such garbage. Oh my <laughs> Such garbage. I rolled that in front of all y'all. Uh, that is shit. on a three D12, two ones and a three. Your lips begin to gum over with this ichor and it burns and you feel the breath sucked out of your lungs, Karzalek, and you begin to suffocate. Everybody Ooh. roll me initiative. Heck yeah, Aww. dude. Okay. So, uh, that's five points, be... five points of acid damage. Aww. Okay. Uh, boy. <laughs> oh, oh man. man. That's some good imagery. I did that. <laughs> mm -hmm. I was hoping that it was going to be Karzalek, and it just it manifested itself into being Karzalek. It was really great. <laughs> All right, uh, 14 for Bartholomus Fudanius. Uh, Fudanius with a 14. Uh, next, anyone else want us to tell me? Uh, Mr. Crow, 17. With a nine. nine for cars and 17 for crow? Yep. Okay, and trees? Eight. 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 And then let's see what she gets. Okay, okay. Let me see how. Uh, okay, okay. Oh, cars. I'm just like, oh, I, I wasn't trying to interrupt cars. <laughs> First in the order, round one, as you can see, Karzalek begin to, I would imagine, kind of shudder a little bit. And his his posture slumps a little bit as the breath is sucked out of his lungs. It's clearly not a pleasant kiss. Crow, you are up. Oh, I was just in denial, hoping we finally found a friend, you know? Yeah. But uh, I guess not a friend. I mean, she, she could just be breathtakingly beautiful. Ah. That is... Oh. oh. <laughs> Drone. Cars are so smitten, he actually just takes damage. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> okay, think, so... Uh, uh, Crow will move up... Uh, get kind of around, get a better shot at her, and uh, okay. she will cast Chaos Bolt at her. Very interesting. Um, Alright, lay it on um, me. Let's see. That's, this is what I have to kind of manually roll out. Alright, that's a 17. 17 is a hit. Alrighty. Let's begin the rolling of many dice. <laughs> um, and I think since Cars is within five feet, it counts as a sneak attack. I believe so. Um, yeah, so You're being see. pretty sneaky about this. Yeah. I'm surprising even myself that I have to do this. Um, Can you sneak attack with spells in 5e if you're not something else? Oh, that's a very good question. I don't know that a spell counts for a sneak attack. Is it a, is it a ranged attack? So that yeah, it's, it's an attack roll. Yeah, no, I think so that that roll. is Che how it works there. Well, but I mean, like you're talking about, it's a you're casting a bolt of energy, right? Right, right. Yeah, I, um, actually, I, I may be thinking of crits count with range. Let's see. Yeah, the, I'm pretty sure not sneak attack. I'm pretty sure you right. can only do it with spells like booming blade. And Rules for sneak attack state: the attack must use a finesse or ranged weapon. Weapon. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So no sneak attack. There you go. So thank um, you so... for for that, Jay. Thank you for reducing our damage, Chip. No. <laughs> <laughs> right. um, 
I, I knew that either sneak attacks or crits didn't work, and I forgot. Yeah, which yeah, no, that makes sense. It, it is, it is that work. there are spells that can do that, being to be using yeah. your weapon to yeah. like, like the, the like... yeah, the melee cantrips work. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Okay, so okay. what happens here? Anyways, uh, so let's see. Ooh, this is actually kind of cool. So, I'll, although it's a useless time to roll this. Uh, I rolled the same number on both d8s, which means that okay. it is cold damage. Um, oh. If there was another creature I wanted to attack in the room, I could mm. cause the bolt to leap to that creature. Which, I mean, it could be the snail, but I kind of don't want to mess with poor snail. You don't want to mess point. with the snail again. Okay, so... Yeah. How much cold damage? It'll be just nine cold damage. Nine points of cold damage. Got it. And this bolt of arcing frost, very frost themed today, Crow, um, goes and strikes this creature and she recoils, releasing her lips from Karzalek and she reveals that inside her mouth, as she hisses in your direction, is just a horrible lamprey's mouth of fangs. Oh, yum. That's hot. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we can leave okay. you two alone, Carl. Yeah, <laughs> let's just do it. <laughs> All right. Is that the end of your turn? Uh, yeah. Okay, That's next it. up, she gets to go. And let me see what she do here. Um... She begins to speak in that language that she attempted before. And this tongue with what looks like a serpent inside her mouth wriggles. And then her voice gets deeper, like a Galadriel style, as she encants this spell. And a mass of water begins to roil in the middle of the pool and rises above the surface. It takes a shape, a great cascading form, rises up right next to, pretty much right next to Karzalek and her. And it is this massive animated looking form of water. Like 15, 20 feet tall massive? It is, uh, at least 10 feet wide and 10 feet tall. That's a big boy. That's a big watery thing, and it's filled with that luminous energy. Now, it is going to strike at, uh, from its position, it is going to strike at Crow. Alrighty. And I'm trying to make sure I do this right here. I might be getting something wrong, but we'll just have to see later, because I'm pretty sure that I have this understood uh do, 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 do. yeah within 60 feet of it. it has a range so um make me a strength saving throw as a gout of water washes over you oh goody okay um that's a big old plus zero which gives me a 15 actually a 15 is Not a terrible. save so, uh, you are still, however, going to take a total of... You're going to take four points of bludgeoning damage as you're rocked against the wall by the force of this water. And you are not pushed around or knocked prone. 
A quick question. Has it been yes. an hour since we uh, began battling those rats? No. Okay. Because I still have a few temporary HP then. Okay. The, yeah, it's uh, not been armor. an hour. Cool. Um, okay. Thank you. So that is what it's going to do with its action. And then it is going to lower its body, not the, the mass of water, but uh, the creature is going to lower her body back into the pool and she is going to as her head goes below the water she just magically vanishes completely shimmering into the radiant pool okie dokie I believe that is her turn um and next in the order, still in round one, is Bart Fidemius. They call me Bart Fidemius. All right. They do now. Um, nobody has hit the lady, right? Nobody has hurt her? No. Nope. Okay, just double checking that. All right, Bart is going to scamper up to the pool, the edge of the pool, as he sees her like disappear below the water. And be like, oh no, you don't. And here we go, Ben. Uh, Bart will be like, and wiggle his fingers and stamp his feet. Mm. And we'll cast Conjure Animals. Okie dokie. Oh. So, right, we have gotten but... this a little bit wrong in the past. <laughs> now we're going to get it right. I know it this time. So. It says in the text of the spell, you summon fey spirits that take the form of beasts and appear in unoccupied spaces that you can see within range. Choose one of the following options for what appears, and you get to choose the challenge rating. Yes. Um, hmm. I will choose one... I mean, part of me wants to choose one fourth just for whatever you want. I think I want to choose one half. One half. So then that's four beasts of challenge rating one half or lower show up. Yes. Okay. So emerging from the bronze, um, these shapes uh, make themselves visible under the water and they seem to be oddly equine in their nature as you see this almost horse head um but they have curled tails underneath that and seem to be propelling themselves by some sort of strange flippy floppies give me a second here <laughs> Uh, I don't know if we'll have a, if there's a token built in there. <laughs> Probably not. And four giant seahorses appear in the pool. Yeah. Swamp, 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 swamp. <laughs> oh, that's perfect. That's They're great. radiantly magical. As I'll blow them up so y'all can see them in more detail because they're pretty fucking great. They're so cute. Oh, They're amazing. Yeah. I would die okay. for these seahorses. <laughs> So they appear. Last a minute, though, right? 
So, uh, want me to roll the initiative for him? And it says, yeah, the summoned creatures are friendly to you and your companions. Roll initiative for the summoned creatures as a group, which has its own turns. Go ahead and tell me the 20. number when you get it. Okay, 20. Very nice. Okay. So then you've cast the spell. They have rolled initiative. And then I believe uh, it says the GM has the creature statistics, which I do. Um, you can issue commands to them on this turn here. Um, though where they're at in the initiative order, they will not be able to act next turn. Yeah, It'll be at turn. the beginning of the next round. Yeah. Okay. That'll be Bart's turn. Okay. So then... Very, very cool. Uh, giant seahorses appear. Um, and they sort of swim up from the, the fronds. Next in the order is Karzalek. Now, we need to look up a rule we haven't looked up yet. Um, the suffocation rules. Yes. Uh, a creature TK can hold his breath rules. for a number of minutes equal to its equal to one plus its constitution modifier. Minimum of 30 seconds, which is five rounds. So tell us what one plus your con modifier is. Five. Okay. So you can hold your breath for five minutes. Wait, so, so okay. So Car oh, so Car has, like, the gunk is on his face. Like he can't. It's on like your face, and you've had the breath sucked out of your lungs already. Oh, what a jerk. Um, let me read this to make sure I'm getting it right. Runs he's gonna, he's gonna out. Write no, that so nasty I am actually. I'm. I think I, <laughs> I've already started doing this wrong. I'm gonna make sure we get this right. It says on a failure, it also runs out of breath. It doesn't say it needs to hold its breath. It says it runs out of breath. So it is already. So you yeah, are it's out the of end breath. Of your thirty rounds. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So when a creature runs out of breath or is choking, it can survive for a number of rounds equal to its Constitution modifier, minimum of one round. At the start of its next turn, it drops to zero hit points and is dying and can't regain hit points or be stabilized until it can breathe again. Metal. So, so four rounds. Four rounds. Right now on your turn. You can survive for this round without any breath. Mark that down. I'm going to make you keep track of that here. I'm going to do yes. my best as well, but... I'll write it down right now. Four four rounds left. I have four... Oh, so I have four rounds left or now? Or three three rounds three. left, if, yeah. if your modifier okay. total was, was to four. So yeah. okay. three, three rounds left. remaining. Making a note. Um, yeah, Cars is going to spend his turn with at the most base, you know, human instinct of like, why can't I breathe? Fix how I can't breathe. And yeah. he's going to claw at this gunk on his face. You claw at the gunk and some comes free, but it's really sealed on there. Oh, Jesus. Um, okay, is, is that client action? Was that is that considered an action? No, I'll, I'll let you do that as a, as a free action, sort of investigating what's happening there. Oh, God. Um... <laughs> Yeah, Cars is gonna kind of stumble into Bart, just like, you also can't speak. Yeah, so yeah, like like just like wildly gripping at like his mouth, his nose, just like just pleading with his eyes, like hold, like please, like I, I did what's going on, I can't breathe. You know, sheer panic. Mm -hmm. 
Okay. It's like instinctual panic, and that's that's really his turn. You don't want to take an action other than that. I'm not going to make those things take an action. You call out your face. No. You call out at Bart. You still have a um, standard action, a movement action, a bonus action, and a, I'll say that you've used your free action. I mean, beyond on even if it triggers like an, I would imagine him kind of recoiling from the instance here, and even if it okay. triggers an OA, like him staggering back like a bit okay. from the water. The large mass of water lashes out at you yep. as you move away. And your armor class is 20, so I have a feeling that... 21. 21, yeah. I have a feeling that this is not a hit. That is not going to be a hit um, as this thing just lashes at you with the water. Okay. Yeah. You move away. Okay. And yeah, I mean... The, the, the player in me would totally take the dodge action, but I think Cars is like, he he's just, he's not even, while he recognizes, holy shit, there's like a massive elemental beast in this room. I can't breathe. And I'm yeah. like literally like, what, 18 seconds away from like passing out here. So like, I yeah. need to yeah. breathe. So aside yeah, from that, like, that kind of like out. wildly okay. flailing at Bart so, or like trying to, yeah, I, like point okay, at What face. I will do then is I'm going to grant you inspiration because you're role playing right now. Go ahead and mark down inspiration oh. if you don't already have it. Thank you. All right, marked. And um, yeah, that's that's his turn. He's he's in a panic. He's 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 essentially helpless. I'm gonna for combat for now. Yeah. Okay. So then next in the order is trees at the end of round one. Heck yeah. Um, I think I see Karzalek uh, struggling with uh, with his breathing, and I'm like, uh, snap out of it! Uh, haven't you been kissed before? And I'll give him inspiration. <laughs> and I will oh, also, I if I could, uh, I mean, it sounded like it wasn't able to happen with some sort of interaction to try to pry the stuff off of his face. It doesn't um, seem like it. It seems like the goo is, yeah. is like um, supernaturally adhered there. Yeah. Is there, let's see, is there anything that I can think of that would undo that? Um, do you want to, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what your abilities are. Um, mm. I don't know if you have something that can dispel a magical effect yeah. or regain think, breath for somebody. I don't think I had made any of the rules about, oh wait, no, I made the rule about this animal. So I guess I know, or this creature, I know about it a little bit. You know about it, it but you, you don't. <laughs> The stories of encountering it on the high seas and its melodies right. were what you knew about. Yeah. You don't know anything about this goo. I wasn't reading the monster manual. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, okay, uh, so yeah. I, uh, stand next to him and uh, give him that inspiration. And let's see, I think... Um, do... Uh, man, there's... So there's two... There's this big old creature. It looks like it's a big problem, right? This, it's yeah it's a big thing. problem this this water has become some sort of elemental or something okay um i would like to hold a spell for when the creature reappears um okay, i would like to hold bane and cast bane on both of them okay got it uh, when it reappears and that reappears. Be my turn okay moving on top of round two it's the seahorse's turn yeah, oh, yeah. So let's up. make sure we get this right. The summon creatures are friendly to you and your companions. Roll initiative for the summon creatures as a group, which has its own turns. They obey any verbal commands that you issue to them. No action required by you. If you don't issue any commands to them, they defend themselves from hostile creatures, but otherwise take no actions. Their turn begins. All right, so 
part of what Bart was saying, like while he was summoning them, I think was more or less like find her, find her. And so uh, I want them to just start charging about willy nilly under the water, trying to run into this thing that is maybe invisible under the water. Okay. Um, okay. They will do their best. Let me see if they can do that. Um, I'll move them around a little bit. As they'll jet around to different areas. Zoom. Um, one of them seems to collide with something and then surfaces. I'm going to mark the one that collided as the blue one at the top. Okay. Um, any chance that one could make an attack roll against the thing it hits? No. Okay. It cannot be seen. Okay. Um. Also, you can't issue two commands in one turn. Sure. I mean, it's just that you said fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's fine. The idea their their attack is like a ramming attack. That's what their attack is. So right. Well, if they had been instructed to find her and kill her, maybe they would do that. Uh, At the moment, they're following your instructions to the best of their abilities. Okay, and then I will yell at them to attack her as well. But that will take place next turn. Okay. I suppose, or bring her out of her invisibility. Potentially, yes. Okay, and and so that is the end of their turn as they all surge around, and you learn that she's somewhere on the northern side of the pool. Okay. Now, the mass of water gets to go, and it rises to assume its full final form. Let me see if I can pull it up here. There's something I have to read. Um... The waters begin to heave and boil in the watery form of a bipedal humanoid creature with some sort of long tusks and long, uh, it looks almost like an elephantine trunk, uh, begins to rear out of the water. Uh, it, it even seems like there's details forming, like an elaborate headdress, and forming in one of its hands is a giant trident. And it lashes out after making a move to the water's edge here. It lashes out pro with the trident. Oh boy. Has a armor class of 20. Yep, and I may need to cast shield, so just let me know. I will tell you in a second what the attacker Rooney is here. Um, oh, I'm sorry. i asking you your armor class, and I don't need to be doing that. And I rolled, and I didn't need to be doing that. Um, yep, okay. It's just one creature that it touches within five feet of it outside water um roll me a constitution saving throw sorry okay it's it's a save yes gotcha all right constitution saving throw here we go Ooh, that is a <laughs> natural <laughs> one a natural one for a two oh. gives me a two that's that's pretty good right two is that's good. pretty good pretty good um how do i uh i'm gonna roll one. it in front yep. of y'all um 
as you see some sort of solid form inside the trident and it zaps you for 23 electric damage, lightning damage. That's a seven, an eight, and an eight on 3d8. You, you, you made up your bad rolls from that 3d12 earlier. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. Yeah. So that's um, 23 lightning damage. Cool. Um, this was a melee, would this be a melee attack? It was a touch, actually. Okay. Um, and yeah, I'm, just, I'm curious if the uh, armor of Agathus does its thing, because normally I it's don't... when you get attacked. I don't think so, because this is energy yeah. as well. It gotcha. arcs through, and you are stunned until the next turn of this thing. And the oh, watery form, there's a, a few things are happening here. The watery form dissipates as this solid object inside reveals its true form and rearing its disgusting head out of the water is this thing. Oh boy. What the it heck is, is that? It is a ginormous, uh, it's got two wings and a fin on its head, another lamprey-like mouth, orange eyes, green, slimy skin, and it is a 10-foot long, giant electric eel. That was probably the big thing Dap saw, wasn't it? Dang it. That is a good, <sighs> a good guess. Okay, that was its turn. Next in the order is Crow. <laughs> I'm having flashbacks to an earlier, yes. uh, my, my last two fights where I've been, uh, I've been stunned. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you are incapacitated for this turn. Yeah, I just kind of mumble and look, uh, look very hurt and panicked. Okay. And uh, yeah, it's not. All good. right. Keeping it rolling here. It is now the creature from the deep's turn, the other one. And she also rears up out of the water right next to you, triggering trees held action. Bane! Bane their asses! It's a charisma save. DC 15. I bet she's okay. probably good at charisma, though. Let's see how charismatic yeah. this siren is here. I would hope she would be. But I'm also targeting the creepy giant electric eel because I can target multiple snails. She fails. And she I, fails I might as well narrowly. Snail too. <laughs> she what? Okay. She fails. She fails to save. Yes. Uh, so does the eel. Yes. The snail. Oh, um, you know Just what? For good hold measure, on. I'll target. Oh wait, no. <laughs> yeah, hold on here. You did it again. Uh, hold on. <laughs> hold on one second. I gotta read about this thing, man. Uh, I hadn't. I didn't have his sheet up here, so just hold on. Why would you? Why would anyone attack the snail? It's already incapacitated itself. So, um, it's also. It definitely, it definitely saves from that, and I need to roll another thing. Uh, um, I just remember what it does. And yeah. you're lucky. You are really, really lucky. Nothing seems to happen except that it ripples with magical energy. And maybe a little, it pokes out a little tendril just to like kind of see what's going on. And then immediately goes right back in. 
I almost pooped myself remembering <laughs> that. That would have been so good. 3d6 force <laughs> damage Nova to all Whoa. of you guys. You're knocked back. Uh, yeah, uh, that's okay. my held action. Thanks. Okay, so two two of them are baned, uh, yep. and we'll deal with that on their turn when they do stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. It's your turn. All righty. So then, the as she the reveals her counterspelled it too, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. So the the creature reveals herself. She's now like waist out of the water, treading water on the shore. Um, is a pretty steep drop off on the beach here, so she's able to be still swimming. And I'm in the wrong screen. She is going to. <laughs> This is this is brutal. She is going to reach out and touch, if she can, Crow. She has advantage on this attack. This is an attack. Um, what's your armor class? Twenty. Uh, if she's able to use her shield still, it would be twenty. You're incapacitated. So you can't take a reaction. Um, yeah. I, I, mean, so I then, mean, like, if, if her physical shield is still, like... Oh, yeah, you're, no, she's... She, yeah, your AC, you're still holding your shield. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then, what's... Is it minus 1d4? Minus d4, yeah. Go ahead and roll that for me. Okie dokie. That's a three. Okay. You, uh, you see her reach out, and the turbulence of the water and the, uh, giant seahorse behind her seems to have her a little bit <laughs> rattled and she she swipes at crow but misses that's um, probably let's good let's see <laughs> i believe once again that is that is her turn okay next in the order is bart fedemius bart fedemius Whoa. Whoa. Holy shit. This is not good. Yeah. Pardon me, guys. Oh, moving <laughs> you out of the way. Excuse me. Give <laughs> <laughs> me a better angle over here. Excuse me, Mr. Snail. And, you know, for, for flavor, Bart is going to climb up on top of the snail shell. Okay. Get some, get some height here. And then okay. Get, get his, get his uh, vine whip out and shout, Go fishing! And I'm going <laughs> to get the heck out of you. That might be the episode name right there. <laughs> and I'm going to try to, I'm going to make a spell attack against the, the lady, the lady in the lake. Yep. Okay, that is a 16 to hit. A 16 is indeed a hit. Cool. Uh, she will take five points of piercing damage from my. All right. She takes whip, that. And I am going to. Raked by. I'm going to pull her into the square where I am onto land. Wow. So, like, because I'm technically on top of the snail, I just want to see my token. So. Okay. Well, I, I can make you see your token. I'll put yeah. you on top of the snail, and Thanks. then I'll put the snail to the back, and then there you, you want her to be right there up on yep. the beach. Okay, and she's got these horrible tentacle fins, and you drag her bleeding body across the sand, leaving very human-looking red blood in the sand. I I got her. Come on, get her, guys, trees. And I'm just, like, struggling, like, holding on to her. Okay. My vine. And uh, she gnashes her lamprey teeth at you. That's, uh, the, 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 actually... Um, 
you know, uh, Bart will look over the trees and be like, get away from the watcher. Or not the trees, to Crow. Get away from the watcher, Crow. And I'm <laughs> going to push Crow five feet away from the water. Okay, the sand shifts under Crow's feet and she goes thwomp mm-hmm. over a little bit oh, and staggers. You. And uh, okay. Bart's turn. Got it, got it. All right, so next up in the order, Karzalek with your three rounds remaining of life here until you're going to start making us death saving throws. Eight, so three, I'm going to mark three going down to two rounds left. Two rounds remaining. Uh, dropping onto like his hands and knees. He's going to, he's he's slowly reaching that oh. like, oh, yeah. I made a mistake. You yes. at the end of your last turn should have made me a second save. So go ahead and make that save oh. for me right now. Con save? Uh, yes, con save. Okay. With That's a 17. No, you got 17. A 17. Let me check. That is a save. And you, at this point, Ooh. I think you're clawing at it for long enough and you just will yourself to push through and whatever magic fades and you are able to take a breath. Hmm. You're no oh. longer breathless. Oh, oh wait, okay, so this turn, so starting this turn, cars is free? Your cars is free. I was my oh, mistake, I should have had to do at the end of the last turn. Dude, we're going we're going to freaking slash town on this one, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Car is just like hacking. <laughs> deceitful beast and he's gonna run he's gonna book it straight over scene hearing bart you know calling over to him sword mm-hmm. race tied he's he's coming in slashing yo all right so, um, she uh let me let me mm. see here i don't know if she is really able to stand per se um no she is she is able to stand okay so she's not prone go ahead okay yeah cars is cars is salty so here comes uh one swing that is a 13. A uh, 13 is an exact hit. Woo! Okay, for six slashing. Okay, you give her a good one. Excellent. I'm going to use the extra attack for another attack swing for a nat 20. Oh, okay, roll yeah. again to confirm the crit card. You're already okay. going to get double damage. Come on. That's a 12. Oh. Plus your slash. 12 is not yeah. quite. Plus, plus 8. So 20. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Plus 8. Because right. um, he's from 1d20 no modifiers. Oh. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. I'm sorry. I thought oh, yeah. it was with modifiers. Yeah, yeah. So a, a dirty yeah. 20 is definitely oh. confirmed. Oh. We're drawn okay. a slashing critical Whee. here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, this is perfect timing. Cars is turned around real quick there. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Uh, bleeder. A real bleeder. Uh, I need to make a DC 12 constitution saving throw. On a failed save, take 1d4 damage at the start of this creature's turn for 1d4 rounds. So, we're gonna do double damage, which I believe you have totaled up there is, uh, 20, uh, 21? Yes. Okay. 21 damage comes in, and she's looking very, very bad all of a sudden. She's going to roll her constitution saving throw. Minus and a D4. Makes it. Uh, minus Ooh, a D4. Okay. Uh, go ahead and roll your D4. Minus two. She still makes it. 
Oh man, that would have been so. It was close. That would have been close. She is not bleeding. So kind of a a saver suck uh, crit card there, but you still got your double damage. She looks at death's door. Ooh, yeah. Let's let's wrap this up, (laughs) y'all. Smooch fest is over. It's slash fest. (laughs) Okay. Is that the end of your turn? That I think. yeah, two attacks. Oh, um, car- of course, cards will apply a mark on ah, her, a yeah, unwavering it. mark. Unwavering so mark. So any she... attacks, disadvantage. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. And okay. that is his turn. Got it. She she lets out this gurgling in that language that she's trying to speak to you and reaches towards you as you brutalize her with the sword. Trees is your turn. Heck yeah. Um, I'm curious. Do do we get the sense that this uh, giant electric or this large electric eel is going to leave us alone if we kill the thing that summoned it? Or it'll probably just um, get more mad at Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how you would know that. Um, you could try to make a check. And I'm trying to decide what that check would be. Um, I think... Let's skip the check, and I think it, let's just leave it at that. I don't. I don't think that you know. Okay. Um. So, and you said that she looks very close to being. She's very close. Messed yeah. up, and Crow was stunned last turn. Do I? Do I get the sense that Crow is done being stunned, or is Crow still? She's at the moment that we're talking about. She is mm-hmm. still wavering back and forth, but um, you know this is not the same mechanism as the last fight that you had this mechanic in so mechanically yeah. speaking you don't really know and they're both no very good questions but um go ahead and make me a nature check okay uh that'll be a, a hot five <laughs> yeah you really can't tell you know she seems like she got shocked and stunned it's you've never seen anything like this before Okay, um, I will, uh, seeing Crow still be stunned and look messed up, I will turn to her and I'll be like, Hey, Crow, let's fuck up this electric eel. And, um, <laughs> give her inspiration. And I would also like cast blindness on the, uh, on the eel. As long as the eel okay. has eyes that look like they It does could... have eyes. Okay, cool. Yeah. Then I would like to inspire Crow and blind eel. Okay. You so that's go a ahead. DC and... 15 con save, uh, okay. minus a D4, because it's still banned. Uh, roll that D4 for me. I rolled a four. Okay, with the bane, it fails, and it is blinded. Yeah. Um, and then I will just uh, go ahead and step back a few steps. <laughs> okay. Uh, Got it. Be my turn. All right, next in the order, round three is the seahorses. And they've already received their command to attack. So unless you want to tell them to do something else, that is Uh, what they're going to do. I will just say it's up to you as to they have a ramming attack if they travel 20 feet or more. And since Um, we're dealing with depth, you can just make the decision. It's not deep enough that they would be able to do 20 feet because it's only a 12-foot deep pool. The one um, that is, there's one that's far away that is far enough, I think. Yeah, maybe if it was, like, fully underwater and it rammed exactly in that direction, potentially. Um, 
that's like three squares. It's 15 feet, so uh, I don't know. It, it, that seems oh, that's fair. right on the gray area there for me. So we'll give that one on the corner there the ram attack, and the other three are not able to travel that 20 feet in a straight, right. a straight line. Okay. Um, so that is then three attacks coming in, just the normal ram without the charge. Yep. So the last one will be the ram attack. Okay. Okay. Ooh. So a nat one on one, a crit on one, for, and then a 20 and a 13 for the last one. Okay, so the 20 and the 23 surely do hit. Surely. And the 13 also hits with the ram attack, the charge ram. So whoop, all right, want me to they're all around separately? it. Yeah. Okay, so this is the crit. Oh, wait. Technically, those all had advantage. Blinded. True. They did have an advantage. So go yeah. ahead. You already got uh, hits. You could re-roll them if you'd like to see if you can get crits. Nope. Same Almost result. the same result. Yeah. So, <laughs> wow. That's pretty funny. An 8, an 18, an 18, and a 13. Okay, very, so very similar this result. This is the crit. Clonk for 11 damage. 11 damage. into it. Okay. Uh, and then the second seahorse that is not ramming speed. Ramming mm -hmm. speed. Two points of damage from that one. Okay. And the one that is ramming speed. Make sure I understand how this works. Yeah, it says uh, if a seahorse moves at least 20 feet straight towards a target and it hits with a ram attack on the same turn, the target takes Clonk. an extra 2d6 bludgeoning damage. If the... It, it says it the target creature. If the target is a creature, it must succeed on a DC 11 strength saving throw or be knocked prone. This thing's um, like a worm. So, so there are two, and then 16 <laughs> damage from that one. Yep. Okay. Seahorse's hoe. It Charge. is also not looking so hot. This this giant electric eel. It's getting rocked like an electric eel. Um. <laughs> Okie dokie. Uh, and it needs to roll that saving throw. It saves. It is not. Uh, go ahead and do the, the D4 for me. Minus three. Uh, and the DC on that is 11. 11. It's It still saves. Because <laughs> that's a 12. Its Damn. final result is a 12. Okay. So it is not knocked prone, but it is also looking pretty poorly. All right, that's them seahorses. Okay, next up. up is the electric eel, which is going to roll a thing real quickly. Um, and then it is going to reach over with its jaw and reach out at the one player next to it, Karzalek. So it is blinded and banned. Oh, oh, thank you for the blind reminder. Yeah. I always forget that stuff. You've, yeah. you've blinded several creatures that were unaffected by it. This yeah, one's exactly. actually affected by it. This yeah, yeah, yeah. Eyes. No, this one does have eyes. It is a, just a biological creature, and it is now blind. So it, I think it has to do with disadvantage. Disadvantage and minus a d4 because it's still banned. But it's don't even have to roll me the bane. It misses. Um, it snaps its jaw blindly in Karzalek's direction one time, and then I'm going to do it again. And also miss. Snap! Snap! Oh, uh, yeah. Then it is 
Crow's turn, and Crow, you are no longer stunned. Ooh, thank you, thank you. Let's see. Um, yeah, she's gonna step forward, um, take out her rapier, and do a um a booming blade attack on okay. the uh, the siren creature. Okay, we'll call it a siren. Yep. That's a 22 to hit. That's going to be a hit. All righty. So it'll be. Um, yeah, it would have been advantage to, right? Cause go ahead and roll again so, to see if yeah, you get a crit. Yeah, let's just see. You'd like. All right. Yeah, not a crit. Not a crit. Um, go ahead. All right. So it's 2d8 plus. Sorry. No. One. Eh, blitter. 1d8 <laughs> plus okay. 4 plus okay. 1d6 from the sneak attack. Roll your damage. It is, oh, it is nine piercing, and then we have some electric damage from the right. booming blade, or thunder damage, I should say. Thunder damage, yeah. And that is uh, four. Four, okay. And describe your kill. Woo. Ooh, yeah. Um, I think it's just a rage-fueled, solid, rapier slid right into her her nasty little lamprey throat and there's Comes this, out the this, other this side boom of thunder and uh yeah she boom. just dropped okay it's very pleased with herself <laughs> not stunned this time yeah okay and, uh, and she'll move a little just to get a little further away from the big scary thing okay that almost killed her got it got it okay that's it. next in the order would have been her turn but it is no mm -hmm. longer. Now it's Bart's turn. Ooh. Yeah. Next. And we're gonna... Bigger fish. And we're gonna attack the other one. Try to pull it out of the water, too. Oh, boy. <laughs> that's an 18 to hit. Uh, that's a hit. Okay. It's also blind, so I think you have advantage. Yep. Uh, it takes 11 points of piercing damage. Okay. I've 11 my... points. I mean, I'll see if I crit. I don't think I'm going to crit. It's low chance. I did not. Okay. Um, it looks close to death's door as you drag it up onto shore. Yep. Same place as this next one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right next to Karzalek and Crow and you and the snail. Oh, got a, got a big one. Get it. Yeah, we're gonna do with the, we're gonna we're going with the going fishing for the, for the episode <laughs> title here because that is exactly what has Very happened good. in this combat. <laughs> Pulling a bunch of fish out. This one's probably big enough to win me a prize or something, right? Probably. Should yeah. Should measure it. <laughs> prize when it's ten feet long is Whoa. is absurdly long. Uh, uh, that'll be Bart's turn. Okay, next in the order, let's bring it home here, Karzalek. Gonna do some attacks? Yeah, Bart Bart set up the suplex, man. Here we go. A couple of <laughs> you got advantage swings. on these because you're flanking oh, with Crow. Yeah, let me toggle that advantage. And it's blind. And it's blind. Oh, wait, it, it was supposed to roll a con save at the end of its oh, turn. Okay. Uh, oh, 19 on the die. It's no Minus longer blind. Uh, go ahead and roll your d4. <laughs> it's got to be a four, right? 
It's gotta be a four, and then it That's was still saved. Yeah, it was still saved. So. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so go ahead. But still with normal advantage, though, because you're flanking. No, it, it's yeah. flanked, it's banged, it's been pulled onto dry land. So Cars is just gonna go to town some advantage. Here's a swing. Um, a 19 to hit for That's 13 hit. slashing damage. And I think that you just lop its head right off. Ksing! A clean Teamwork. swing. Making the dream work. And you are out of combat as these mystical seahorses swirl in the water. And they shoot Beautiful. jets of water with their little schnozzes. Hey, Mark, can we, can we ride those through the next area, maybe? Mm, let me ask. Bark is going to hop off, hop off of this uh, snail onto the corpse of this giant squishy fish and just kind of mutter. Squishy fish. There's always a bigger fish. <laughs> and then I'm going to go over to the seahorse and be like, mm, and ask if, if it would be okay if they carried us through the water. Um, and it, it just looks at you with its weird seahorse eyes that are radiating <laughs> some sort of mystical fey energy, and it lowers its head to you. Oh, I jump on it. Boink. Boink, you jump on a seahorse. Yay, I'm a seahorse now. <laughs> I'd like to okay. jump on one of the other ones. And you all jump on seahorses. I'm going to call you Sea Biscuit. Oh. As they do that, actually, Cars, Cars is going to call Dap over. I think this is the point in their little dungeon adventure where, yeah, I mean, I think Cars would like to call. Like, I'm not sure how much deeper yeah, this Dap, dungeon is going to go, but yeah, Dap he'd love comes. to call. Yeah. He comes galumphing down the hallway and uh, yeah. looks like he's ready to follow. Yeah, excellent. Ready to set off. Okay. Well, <laughs> you guys want to ride your mystical seahorses into the next room? Yeah, well, yeah. Um, <laughs> I want this character art more than anything. Yeah, this is pretty amazing. In a glowing <laughs> moonlight pool with a dead electric eel and a dead... Uh, the, the creature oh. is, uh, you recall now, trees, they're called Nereids. And they're a siren mermaid-like creature. Um, and a mystical snail. There are still four snail tendrils that I forgot about laying all over this chamber here. Because this is where you guys cut all of them off. It's quite the scene in here. Um, and you begin to make your way around the corner. Can I do something really quick before, before we leave? Yep, yeah, yeah. Do something Bart, real quick. Bart is going to uh, uh, vine whip lasso the, the dead lady's body and just do the due diligence of pulling her body over to the edge of the water and checking to make sure that she doesn't okay. have an amulet or anything like that so we don't feel bad about this later. Um, You're going to search her? Yep. Okay, you go ahead and roll me an investigation check. Hey, remember when I said I was an investigator? I'm still yep. an investigator. That is a natural uh, 18 on the die. Okay, let me tell you what you find. You see that she's got around her, her shoulders this mystical shawl, and it, it doesn't seem like it has any magical properties at first and but you you pull it from her and then her form just begins to turn into the radiant water itself and she seeps back into the pool and then the shawl turns into steam and blows away 
while you remount your mystical seahorse and begin to go down, you do notice that behind her veiled curtain of fronds, you can now see a lot clearer into there. And there is a small treasure hoard. Oh, hoard the so treasure, in guys. this cave are six golden statuettes, each worth 50 gold pieces, you would estimate. A golden mask worth approximately 250 gold pieces. Lying in the cache are two crystal scroll cases, each worth 25 gold pieces apiece, though the water seems like it has destroyed the scrolls in them. A silver idol worth 15 gold pieces that seems like it has a little stopper in the bottom, reminiscent of something else you've found in here. And you see nestled in a large clamshell inexplicably down here at the edge of her domain, there seems like there's these gloves. They're the same radiant moonlight suffuses these gloves and they're clearly magical. Sick. Hmm. I'll make sure to post all of that, um, as well as experience. But do you guys want to do a little check to identify these gloves? Yep, and then maybe tap Crow a couple of times with the wand of healing. Yeah, we yeah that's what okay. I was going to say. You guys mount up and, and get ready before you, you charge on. Okay, so go ahead and roll me an Arcana check as you guys are dealing with this little downtime here. Yeah, I'll help out. I think we did Arcana for any potion too, right? Sure, you could do that sure. as well for that, that stopper. You know, Assuming that there's something in it. First one, we'll do the gloves. Okay. Bart rolled a five, so Bart don't know shit. I was kind of curious to check out these things Crow. as well. But... Okay. 19, 19 from Crow, though, on the Arcana to identify these gloves. And mm -hmm. you know what they are. Um, the magic in them, though, the, the design is ancient. You've seen this magic before. These are gloves of missile snaring. Ooh. So, just in real quick terms, that would allow mechanically you to grab, the wielder to grab ranged attack projectiles out of the air as That's they approach them. pretty cool. Yes, and we'll go into the properties of them another time. The potion now, Arcana check, from whoever would like to make All one. Right. I'll uh, help someone make one if, yeah. if they want five and 16 from something. Bart this time. So we trade places, kind of. 16 from Bart. Um, do you want to roll to, to aid here, um, Trees? You sure. can just go ahead and roll your check and tell me what it is. Arcana, 14 minus 1 is 13. 13 and uh, Bart, 16. Together, you guys oh, wait, most... wait, no. Hmm? It was 15. I have a plus 1 in Arcana. Not okay, bad. great. That definitely together, you guys definitely identify what this is. It is a potion of some sort, though the contents are dried. The is still watertight, um, and you carefully open it so as not to expose it to the water of the pool and have it just wash away. And you see, as you're bobbing up and down on your seahorses and identifying these things, that this is a dried up potion of clairvoyance. Ooh. I honestly haven't looked at in a little while. 
Um, we're just gonna have to get into that in the future. It is, uh, it basically gives you the effect of the clairvoyance spell, which is a very long and complicated spell. Um, so, now we see you guys move through to the next room, correct? With uh, dab and toe. Just like table talk, just question if that's all right. Mm -hmm. Do we want to short rest here or do we want to just keep moving on while we have seahorses? I, I think like we tap that with a wand yeah. and then we. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. I think we move on the seahorses. Right. I'm going to give Crow uh, a heal with the okay. wand. I have, do I have the wand right now? You do have the wand. Yeah. Okay. You are the wand. Um, you get. Let's see. Um, eight points of HP to you. Okay. Do you want another one? More. I need more. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, that's a good nine HP to you on the second one. Okay. Do you want another one? Uh, yeah, let's do one more. Yeah, we got we got a good number of these. So that one's not quite as tasty as the others. That's a good five HP to you. Feeling good now. Good, good. Using right. those consumables, I like it. I like it. Okay, and you guys move into the next chamber now. And Let's what go. you see is the following: uh, half of this L-shaped corridor is flooded, but it quickly seems to reach the edge, and your seahorses may go no further. Oh. Um, around the corner when you arrive. Let me see if I can drag you in there. Loop. Around the corner, you see stairs rising to a higher level and a pile of rubble atop a landing where doors have been left ajar. There's a chain that has been broken around these this door's handle. I think a crow needs to sneak ahead quietly and take a peek. Do it. Just, yeah. uh, hopefully not, you know. Okay. I'll bumble into death you know, right off the bat. Yeah. As you're reaching that corner and you're peering around, you're moving ahead quietly, go ahead and make me a stealth check. Okay. Stealth check. That is a, ooh, a natural one, but it's still a 10. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, you pad your way, hearing the squelching of the water in your boots, um, which is pretty hard to, you know, get rid of when you're walking by. Uh, but it's not very loud. But you do see some things in this chamber, which I will reveal more of to you now. And it's quite long. In fact, I think you can see pretty much to what looks like almost the very end. Um, Though, there's another chamber beyond it. Show you what you see. Along the walls, there are piles of rubble, obscuring some, but not all, of the bas-reliefs carved into this great hall. The north wall depicts people questing for a new land. Their experiences during the journey seem to include crossing treacherous mountains, sailing in a vessel over storm-tossed seas, 
receiving the guidance of familiar looking from the original room you guys first landed in, gods in their battles to keep their homeland free from invasions against myriad foes. In the center of the wall is a painting that you can see clearly. Um, the, the pigment is degraded and old, but it's still clearer than any of the other reliefs. It's a painting of a pyramid with a temple atop it and the sun shining brightly from behind it over the land. Double bronze doors uh, that you've passed through were chained shut. But down the hall to the west is an archway carved in the into the form of twining serpents. Beyond it, the corridor continues into shadow. And we're going to leave it right there. Ooh. Oh, man. Dang. We're almost out. I can feel it. No. It's gonna be it's gonna be a fun fun time. I'm excited. Oh, wow. See how much like, room there is on this map. Yeah, I was about Jesse. to say. <laughs> scroll out and see how big it Thank you so so much for listening to another episode of Strangers Rolling Dice. If you don't mind, go ahead and leave us a like or follow or review depending on what platform you're on rating we can't thank you enough for taking time out of your busy day to listen to us nerds play dungeons and dragons and i gotta say the best of this adventure is yet to come so stay tuned folks and we'll see you next time